and welcome to the South Road Boys. Hello. 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 How are you, mate? I'm very well, mate. What's happening in the hood, y'all? Uh, no murdering wombats. No suicidal wombats. <laughs> no maimed marsupials. Well. <laughs> Just leaving it alone. For you. After all the commotion we had last week. Yes. About that bloody wombat. That bloody wombat. Um, I just, I've stayed off the roads. I've stayed away from anything that has a tree. Mm. I have basically isolated myself away <laughs> from the marsupial population of Fair Australia. Uh, have you done something wrong? Well, if we wanted to play the game of what animals have the South Road Boys hit in their cars. <laughs> Are we talking recently? Or? Yeah, since okay. we've spoken last time. Um, I was driving with my wife and I felt really shit about this. Driving with my wife, and you know how you see uh, birds on the road and they're, you know, fucking eating whatever roadkill. Yep. And then you're driving along and you're doing about 80 and then they just... They do, yes. They they flutter away. <laughs> yes. Anyway, so mine, I'm driving along with my wife and there was birds on the road and I'm just driving along and I know that they all... <laughs> flutter. Flutter. Yes. Bang. <laughs> One of them... Turned zigged instead of zagged. What kind of bird? Pigeon. <laughs> a pigeon. <laughs> you hit a pigeon. Hit a pigeon. No, actually, a pigeon hit me. Okay. I was doing 80. Right, so I pig- hadn't changed my course. So pigeon said, I'm going to take this bitch yeah. on. What are you looking at? <laughs> he hulked out. Exactly. I got thrown down by a pigeon. <laughs> I looked in the rearview mirror. I couldn't see it. I think there was just this, and <laughs> a couple of feathers flew up. And I'm, I looked at my wife. And went, ah. She goes, "Just keep on going. Don't even <laughs> think about it." I'm like, "But, but," and she's like, "It'll be fine." <laughs> we were in a hurry. Apparently, that wasn't the done thing. Birds, are, see, crows are good. Crows know what they're doing. They're all about just getting out of the way at the last second. You don't need a crow. No, they're amazing. Well, they, the, they've got awareness. Well, the thing is, the ones that don't. Aren't there for long? <laughs> <laughs> Not in the gang. No, exactly. And that's maybe why it's called a murder of crows. <laughs> maybe. Well, I hit, and I'm certain this got brought up probably 400 episodes ago. <laughs> Back in the the mystery tapes or something. Yes. But I was coming home from Devonport one night when I was uh, living in Penguin. Yeah. And I was in the Cordia, the Mitsubishi Cordia. Oh, hello. Great little car. The Mitsi. And I'm coming along. It must have been about. Probably two, three a.m. Not mm-hmm. a not a Maxbox Twenty song. Just the time of day or night. Or I morning. like the way that you knew exactly the thing that was going. <laughs> I knew in my where head. you were going. <laughs> you didn't even need to say a thing. I saw that little Rob Thomas moment go through your head. I said, "Baby, cruise along." No other cars around anywhere. So I'm probably hitting. I don't know. Look, I would never do it. But if you're going to be doing it, that'll be the time you do maybe about one forty. But I wouldn't be doing no, that. No, you might have been on the fat side of the over the speed limit, but not by much. No, not I wouldn't. I wouldn't have been doing about one hundred and forty. You would not have been. No, no, because that'd be illegal. It would and irresponsible. Exactly. Hmm. We're not irresponsible. Not us. No. So I'm going along to stay over the speed limit, <laughs> and in front of me are three native hens. <gasps> now, question. Is that what you call them? Oh, you can call them native hens. You can call them um, turbo chooks. There you go. You can call I them speak chickens. Um, I hadn't heard the expression turbo chook 
until about six months ago. Really? True story. And I'm driving with my daughter and we're driving along and we see some native hens. And I've gone, oh, look, darling, native hens. And she goes, turbo chook. <laughs> I have absolutely roared with laughter. I had never heard them referred to as turbo chook. Or as I like to refer them, a robust roadrunner. <laughs> a robust. <laughs> so, cruising along, just over the speed limit. Yes. Slightly. Yes. Three native hens, me, me. a.k.a. turbo, turbo chooks. chooks. And they're in the middle of the road. Basically, they're in... Um, so, you've got a two-lane highway, mm-hmm. both going the same way. Yep. Um, <laughs> I've seen them and, like, they'll move. Of course they'll move. Of course they'll move. They're not going to stay there. That's, they're quick. That's ridiculous. They're called turbo, turbo chooks. chooks. <laughs> so, I love that name so much. I'm going at them. Anyway, so, two of them have gone... Yes, gone. turbo. Other ones have gone... Where the fuck do you guys go? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm, oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm sensing it. I'm, I'm sensing a pattern. I'm thinking, oh, that's oh. not good. I get back to Penguin. Yep. I look at the car, and of course, the front <laughs> spoiler basically around there has got a big hole right in the middle of it. Oh, shit. And a bit of blood and a couple of feathers. Oh, no. And I thought, you irresponsible fat fucker. <laughs> I was not happy. They oh. always move. They obviously don't always move. Oh, Jesus. He was the Daryl of the Turbo Chook generation. <laughs> There's two other Turbo Chooks on the side of the road. <laughs> Daryl! Daryl! Oh. I'm not telling his mum. <laughs> you know, I actually heard the other day someone was talking about Karens. Mm. On, obviously on the internet. Yes. Karen knows all. Yeah. And they're trying to come up with the, the male version of the Karen. Daryl. And they couldn't work out that someone said Darren, like Karen and Darren. Uh, made sense. And I'm person Gavin, and I thought, look, Gavin's a good one. But surely you've got to go with Daryl. Well, I don't think Gavin is a good one. Because a Karen is just the quintessential 40-something, over-opinionated, Generation X. Knows everything. Not over-opinionated, mate. Not over-opinionated. Knows stuff. stuff. And believes that everybody else needs to know what she's talking about. (laughs) Because she's right. Yeah, always. (laughs) (laughs) So, that that turbo chook, that native hen, Mm. was the Karen, the Gavin, (laughs) the Darren, or the Daryl of the feather variety. (laughs) Um, Rest in peace, you little fucker. You little fucker. (laughs) We had another one, too. Um, this would have been... <laughs> what animals no, have no, the no, South no, no, boys no. killed? <laughs> it's a bit like it, isn't oh, it? Oh, this is a bit dark episode. Sorry, roadies. There was, I remember, way back. <laughs> um, and I would have just been a... I actually don't know. I was with my uncle or whatever at the time, I think it was. was somewhere probably out the back of frigging Scottsdale somewhere going towards St. Helens because mm-hmm. that's where the grandparents were and yes. all the rest. And we'll go along in a in a van. Like, it wouldn't have been a commie van, but you got the big windscreen, so you're right up the front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a bus. There's there's basically 30 centimetres between you and the front of car. Yeah, pretty much. Yep. Yeah. So we cruise along, and it's um, during the night, just cruise on this road. And all I remember from this moment is... Out of nowhere, this friggin' huge Forester Roo has oh, come I, out. I, I thought we were talking Subaru Forester. No, no, no <laughs> different, different Forester. Has jumped out of the 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 forest because yes. that's where foresters live. <laughs> yes, and has actually hit up, but it's like slow mo. 
Like this huge, big friggin' roo was in the air. Yes, and, and all I see it looks sideways right, and goes, <laughs> yeah, right in front of the windscreen. Yeah, it's like it's it's like I could in my memory. Yep, I could reach out through the windscreen if I could if it was like a Matrix. a slide open. Oh yeah, that'd work. Was it a Matrix I moment? I could have gone out. I could have touched it. It was that close. Yep. And the uncle was thrown on the brakes. Yes, and that was enough for it to kind of change our slow motion moment. Yes, give it enough room that all it did was basically fall down a bit and smack its butt on the front fender. And it kept going. Oh, skip. So it was just like this moment. And I remember it in slow-mo, yeah, my yeah, yeah. child's mind, of this huge big beast of a thing yes. that's kind of jumped up and gone, oh, <laughs> fuck. Actually, wouldn't and it And then, be- <laughs> bop, 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 gone. Wouldn't it be more like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know they're a bit bigger than that. See, I skip as a little, like a little root. This thing was a big fucker. Well, it's saying that I was only small too, so it might have been a wallaby. Eighty <laughs> <laughs> million. And I've got one more. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, went and seen the movie Bats. It, uh, it was uh, CMAX Cinema in Devonport. Bats. Bats. So it's a horror movie. Oh, okay. It's uh, all right. Do you know I was in a school play in 1987, and that was called Bats. Yeah, is that the one where you and Grant Howe are in the same thing? You're That's like a skinny Yeah, Grant yeah, Howe. yeah. <laughs> Go back a few episodes, righty, so you'll find that one. Which wasn't um, actually Howie. I think it was. Dino. I know we found it. It wasn't Howie. <laughs> it was yeah. anyway. Which once again, that he was a wallaby in your story. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> Howie the wallaby. <laughs> From this day forth, all wallabies shall be called Howies. Howies, not Yowies. No. Um, anyway, so we've watched this movie called Bats, which is obviously a horror movie about bats. Okay, and yep. the bats are killing people and stuff. And not a documentary. Not a documentary. <laughs> and we're coming back. Two penguin from Devonport. We're driving mm. through, going gone over the bridge at Alverson on the highway. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the bridge is called, but they're leaving. Is it leaving bridge though? Probably. It's leaving river. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, should be leaving alone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> get across the bridge, and suddenly out of nowhere, this big feather thing goes smack into the windscreen. Oh shit! It scared the schnozies out of me. <laughs> the schnozies out of me. Um, you know what it was? No. It's a fucking owl. Oh. We actually hit an owl. They just come out oh, of nowhere. To it, to woo. This big thing suddenly is just going, <laughs> put its wings <laughs> out, and it's just hit the windscreen and bounced off. And after seeing, not that it was a scary movie, mm. but after seeing a movie about bats with these things coming everywhere, to drive home without no other cars around, yes. and have this thing just suddenly smack in the windscreen, <laughs> yeah, it's not what you need. It's like if you had one Birdman. <laughs> So that's um that's looking, my main looking around for Michael Keaton. Yeah, that's my main death moments. Your main death moments. Yeah. Mm. No, I, I can't. I haven't hit that many animals as you have. Well, we you, almost collected a roo. You're starting. <laughs> you're just you're just a young animal killer. No, I remember we we were coming back from the west coast one night, and I also may have been on one or two k's over, and quite dark because there's no streetlights down there and I ended up having to put on the brakes and veer quite aggressively to miss a kangaroo as well which when we went past was eye level with the passenger window. (laughs) It's a weird moment isn't it? Everyone in the car woke up though. (laughs) I reckon. Yes. I remember because I wasn't, I often when we were growing up late teens was often Des and I remember one time we were coming back I think it was with Terrence and a couple of others, and they were everyone was having a nap, and I was driving, and I'm like, "This is fucking shit. <laughs> this is just shit." 
So I did. The, You've been used, baby. Exactly. So I just hooking along at 100 Ks, slammed on the brakes and went, fuck! <laughs> <laughs> no one nodded off on the way back. Yeah, funny that. Yeah. Wow. Things you do to keep yourself amused. You know what I would hate to hit? <laughs> Your mum? <laughs> I'll try. I I'm not a, no, not brave enough for that. No. I know from an, an animal point of view. Um, don't say elephant. my mum. <laughs> um, no, an echidna. I think echidnas are just the coolest, cutest friggin'. They are a marsupial, aren't they? Yeah. Echidnas, yeah. Marsupials on the planet. I think they're amazing. I'd rather hit an echidna than a, you know, bull elephant. Yeah, but I'm I'm thinking about the animal, not myself. Oh, okay. That's different. I'm not selfish like you. Well, the good thing is, though, <laughs> that if you do hit an echidna, you're probably going to end up ending its life. Unless, of course, it, you know, it's so slightly maimed on the side of the road. <laughs> no, we don't want to go there again. But it's cool. Like, you ever seen an echidna? I mean, I've someone's seen an echidna, you pull over and say hello, because they're pretty do sociable. Do you now? Yeah, they love a good chat. But at least you walk out and they like that. They look at yeah. G'day, mate. What's going on? I, I, well, I pulled over the other day and actually saw an echidna and said, G'day, mate. And he just walked off. Such a prick. <laughs> <laughs> you know why? Uh, tell me. Just, yeah, with the echidna, no, don't make around. Yep. Just get to the point. Ah, oh, nice. Yes. Mm. Um, so, but they're actually kind of cool. Hmm. But um, you used to like, pull over and talk to a wombat, hmm. not to get on last week's topic, but they're just like, What? What you want? What the fuck do you want? Whereas the kid is like, get out, mate, what's going on? <laughs> they're, they're on amphetamines, basically. Look <laughs> <laughs> at my spikes. I like your spikes. Look at my spikes. They're all pointy. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Anyway, let's. Um, oh, oh, the other thing is that funny too that if you if you hit a blind man, mm. people would be like, oh, it's terrible. But everyone would be like, was the dog okay? <laughs> Because people care about animals a lot more than what they do about people. Do I think? don't know why. It's just, it's a, it just is a general thing. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. They're like, oh, you hit a blind man. Is a dog okay? Like, that's a dog. Because people think, oh, not the dog. Well, I think. Yeah. And you know why? Yeah, tell me. A blind man couldn't see it coming, so he had, <laughs> he had no clue. The dog is the one with terror on his face. The dog saw what was about to happen. Well, it's not his fault. Oh, is it the dog's not its sole job to make sure that the person who is visually impaired doesn't get hit by a car? Maybe the I blind suppose person. if you jump the median strip and <laughs> deliberately lined him up, makes it a bit difficult for the dog. But <laughs> maybe the blind person um, was given the, some kind of I don't know canine abuse or something. Maybe to the point where he's not listening to the dog. He's just like fucking move, dog. Can just, move. I want to go forward. Move, move forward. Exactly. And the dog's like, I don't want to move forward. I'm like, look, it's, it's a cars. road. There's yeah. cars. And it's like, just move forward. So he kicks him. <laughs> and the dog's up there just going, oh, my God, we're going to die. We're going to die. We're going to die. Do you know what the dog does? Takes two steps. The owner thinks they're off. It starts to step and the dog just stops. <laughs> <laughs> so the owner keeps going or trips over the dog. Exactly. That'll teach you, Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> oh... What else has been going on? <laughs> Not <laughs> Let's much. Let's get off the death of animals. Not much. I Did you know mm. that it is believed that they have discovered? Who's they? What do you mean by they? Them. Them? Archaeologists. Oh, them. The Indiana Joneses of this world. They found a Stargate. 
Oh, oh, hello, righto. A sexy stargazer. Let me sit up in my chair yeah. as I get excited about this discovery. Now, I believe a that... sexy stargazer. Well, okay, so I'm probably adding a little bit more colour to this than what there is. But tell me whether or not you think this is a stargate and whether or not the... Author of this article. Can I say it was star by Stargate? You are referring to the show where you have like a portal, like a doorway that you walk through to go to another place. Correct. Right. Is there any other kind of Stargate? I'm just checking. I've never known them as sexy, so I'm just, <laughs> just making sure we're on the same page. In Edinburgh, Edinburgh, a team of archaeologists have discovered a major new prehistoric prehistoric monument. Just a short distance away from Stonehenge, which we know, Troy, is cloaked in mystery. Oh, there's no doubt about that. To the point now where you can't even go up to it. Can't but, you? I thought you could walk up. No, I don't think. I think they've stopped that now. Social distancing. Social distancing. <laughs> Stone distancing. Is it also true that now they've actually been able to kind of X-ray the Earth? That the stones actually go down a long way. I don't know. No one's called. Oh. Well, I'm assuming that based on the technology that we discovered when we went in our little <laughs> Valentine's Day weekend at a mental asylum in Ararat. For those who haven't heard about that, they're like, you did what? Yeah, we did. We um, went away for Valentine's Day oh. and we stayed at the prison for the criminally insane. I think that was right, in Ararat. Or the, was it the Asylum for the Criminally Insane? Oh, it was a bad place. Yeah. It's not a place I would have liked to have gone for a holiday when it was still active. Let's no. It that way. Was but it we went for Valentine's we Day. It was for fun. a sleepover. It, yeah. was, it was just, you know, a bit of a laugh. Yeah. Anyway, field work and analysis have revealed evidence of a 20 or more... Ma- oh, have revealed evidence of 20 or more massive prehistoric shafts. This is where it gets sexy. <laughs> Okay. More than ten kilometers in diameter, or ten meters in diameter, and five meters deep, forming a circle more than two kilometers in diameter uh, around the Darrington Walls Hinge. Mm-hmm. Okay. Coring of the shafts suggests <laughs> the features are Neolithic and uh, excavated more than four and a half thousand years ago, around the time the Darrington Walls were built. It is thought the shafts served as a boundary to the sacred area or the precinct associated with the hinge. You're looking at a picture of it. It just looks like someone's laid a stone fucking stargate right there. Really? So maybe that's what Stonehenge is. A stargate? Yeah. It's like decorative trimmings. Like the bedazzled four and a half thousand years ago, a stargate. I, look, I'm willing to believe it. <laughs> of course you are. <laughs> You're willing to believe it. Why would you not? I mean, that's I just amazing. That's, I just think that's really cool. It, it's not a really funny story. I know it's not, but I just, I think the thing that got me was the frequency of the times they used the word shaft. <laughs> I think that's what it was. Well, I just did a quick uh, a quick Google of um, how deep are Stonehenge stones buried. Yes. Um, and the answer that come back is 8.71 metres. Oh, not balls deep. Right, okay. Um, but the thing that <laughs> cracked me up is that... Um, Hang on, 8.71? 8.71 metres. That's how deep they are. They're saying some of the stones are even bigger than they look. Um, 
uh, tallest standing stone. Yeah, so the the tallest one is actually buried like deep in the ground. Mm. Um, but I love it. It says um, it, in total, the tallest one it measures eight point seven one meters from base to tip. Of course, <laughs> it does. Like, they're just trying to make it they're sound just filthy. To, maybe that's what they're trying to do. Archaeologists are going, look, no one's throwing us grant money anymore to look at old shit. Let's Fifty Shades it and, and make it <laughs> sexy. Sexy archaeologists. Yeah, I just which the, the Stonehenge. Who's going to be the poster girl for that? Lara Croft, of course. Sexy Stonehenge. Yeah, it's just there's something very very cool. Oh my, hello. Uh, Wait a minute. They're saying. Google brings up these things. So one of the Google questions that came up was how many bodies were found at Stonehenge? Oh. The cremated remains of more than 50 individuals were first excavated from Stonehenge in the 20s. They were discovered in a series what, of so 56 pits known as <laughs> Aubrey Holes in the inner circumference of the monument. Show us your Aubrey hole. So that means that like it was, was it possibly a cemetery or was it possibly somewhere where we sacrifice people? Do you know if you and I can maybe they tried to go through now. the Maybe they tried to go through <laughs> yes. the Stargate yes. and it wasn't a Stargate. It was just a hole. It was just a hole and they just <laughs> fell and then gone. Put Daryl in the hole, it's a Stargate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah set him on fire. <laughs> Shit, uh, grab another Daryl. Yeah. <laughs> we got any more. <laughs> You always have a backup of Daryl's. Oh, you've always got to have a backup of Daryl's. Anyway, I just found that really interesting. That it's, I and apparently those stones don't naturally occur in that area. Like they come from kilometers away. So that kind of stuff I find really intriguing. So to find something that is eight meters from base to tip, that's a big rock. You're really going to have to be committed to transport that. A fucking long way I, I, without a truck. I struggle to try and move a wombat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a that's a big that's a lot. I mean, the way they transport things back then was they just got a lot of tree trunks mm. and they would roll it mm. and they roll it a bit and they grab the one from the back, put that round in the front, and they kept doing that over and over again. Allegedly, allegedly, or um, the aliens put it there. Well, the well, when you think how long it would take. To do that. And this isn't just flat soil. No, there's a I hill. Mean, there's a hill. And there, there's probably going to be rocks. And a I mean, you're not bog. going to take that over a huge, big, rocky, frigging mountain. Yeah. What happened? Man, you get a bit of a, a bump. Oh, we can't lift it. Well, go around. Oh, we can't. Okay, go back. Go back. Go back. <laughs> go back a kilometre. Three kilometres, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and take a, a 27 degree shift to, to the, the left. left. <laughs> and go around. Yep. It's like, though, that we went to – it was interesting. We went to the Angkor Wat, which is in Cambodia. Mm. Um, I think that's actually one of the seven wonders of the world. Yep. Of the, and it's truly, absolutely, unequivocally one of the most amazing things that I've probably ever seen. Other than me. Other than you. Yeah. Um, you. Well, you. other than you, you naked. <laughs> that was a sight to behold. <laughs> <laughs> but I got there and – they may have been doing some renovations or some some uh, restoration works, and they may have taped off access to the tallest point. I may have done a typical Aussie tourist. Oh, you're one thing. of those tourists. I really was. Um, it was early in the morning. There was no one around. And I just wanted to take a photo, and they weren't like really pot committed. It was only a bit of tape. Like it wasn't fencing and a yep. tape and a do not enter no, and guard dogs. Or yeah, exactly. So I went up and I stood at the top what of about, the tallest the tower. Did you check the information on the curse? 
No. Okay, right. What's the curse? Well, I don't know. I wasn't there, but... Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, if there was nothing other than a bit of tape, it's a good chance there was a curse. Could have been Hollywood tape, though. Just yeah. keep the boobs up. Ye who shall cross thy tape Interesting. shall receive thy curse. Interesting they'd use ye, <laughs> thy, in Cambodia. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> ye old England talky-talky. the same people that put Stonehenge together. Is they travel now? around in tours. It's a Stargate. That's where they <laughs> jump to. <laughs> Everyone knows that. Anyway, so I stood there and there was this moment of, it was an epiphany. And I'm standing at the top of this tallest tower and all I could see was the majesty that is Angkor Wat. So you're in this really dense jungle and you can see all these man-made statues and figurines and and. There's probably about seven different temples really close together, but it's all riddled with trees and vines. And to think that I was standing at one point in time, you would have had the king of Cambodia or whatever he was, standing there going, this is the centre of the known universe of when this was built. And then we did, uh, we had a, a local guide who said all of the stones that went to make the temples came from at least 10 kilometres away across a river. Which means everything had to be brought in by elephant. That it's was like what. someone said, you know, well, let's set ourselves a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> we could build it here. It, which is perfectly nah, fine. Let's not do that there. We don't want to do it there because you know what? Over there. <laughs> Other side of the river. Yep. That's where we want to do it. Well, because everyone knows most people want to live in the eastern suburbs. Okay. <laughs> so for when, when you've got your commute to work, you're not driving um, into the sun. Yep. <laughs> so if you live in the eastern suburbs... Your morning commute to work, which is in the west, you're driving with the sun to your back. And then when you go home at night, the sun's also setting the west, so you're driving east. Everyone knows that, and I'm sure that's what the architect... <laughs> no doubt. And I'm certain of the time when someone turned around and said, are you sure about this King Daryl? King Daryl. You... <laughs> King <laughs> Daryl of Cambodia. <laughs> are you sure that this is where you want it? He's like, oh, yeah, mate. Yeah, we're just going exactly. to over the river, get your fucking elephants. Exactly. I don't <laughs> want to be driving my elephant. Move it a bit. I don't want to be riding my elephant into the sun no. every morning on my way to work. I'm royalty, mate. Exactly. <laughs> I've got royal shit to do. <laughs> get all your elephants together. <laughs> we're moving on. <laughs> I just, doesn't it make you wonder, though, some of the decisions from an architectural point back then or destination point, yes. why they would have said, let's put it there. Do you reckon it's just because they're like, I've got slaves? Or re- just make them do that? No, I reckon. It's trying to create employment. It probably is. That's all it was. Is It's a work for the dole system. Or, mm. or you've got some sort of uh, wise person, soothsayer or whatever, who oh. says, no, this is the sacred site. Yeah, that's a good point. Not over there. Mm. This is the sacred site. Yeah, and you're going to listen to those soothsayers. Well, that person's got to keep themselves in a job. Yeah, and they're, or they're in a cloak. Always listen to a person, person in, in a cloak. cloak. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Everyone knows that. <laughs> Unless, of course, they're asking you to drink the Kool-Aid. <laughs> well, sometimes even they're right. <laughs> Are they? Well, to their followers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you know what? Once they're gone, there's no one to prove them wrong. That's true. Hmm. Now, speaking of people being proven wrong <laughs> and ancient civilizations. The yeah. mines were wrong. Oh, uh, yeah, we're still here. Well, well, this is the thing. Like I was saying to you before we kicked in, yep. are they wrong or are we just misinterpreting what they said? 
Oh, you think in 2020 we haven't been able to interpret the ancient writings? Yeah, maybe we just read that wrong from the Mayan calendar. Yeah, or is it possible that maybe the Mayan soothsayers mm. um, described it incorrectly, or is it maybe that the Darrells that actually engraved the stones mm. had a typo? Oh, and there's no, there's no whiteout. <laughs> no, can't do that. <laughs> he spent three years carving out this ornate, chiselled story hieroglyphic stone, and then at the point where it actually puts a specific date, got one wrong. Sneezed. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Oh, no one will notice. No one will notice. <laughs> it's, it's not for another three thousand years. I'm not even going to be here. That's another Daryl's problem. <laughs> That's future Daryl's problem. He can sort that shit out. So maybe, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. It's a bit cool to predict the end of the world, though, with a date. It is, because you either you get it right. And there's no one to celebrate, no, too. Yeah, it looks like, I'm right, fantastic, poof, gone. Or you get it wrong, and everyone's like, oh, fuck's sake, Daryl. Yeah, you bloody idiot. <laughs> you got it wrong again. 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 I mean, how many times have they tried to get that date correct and it's been wrong? I don't know why you'd want to predict it, though. Oh, like even if you knew, it's the end of the. I think it'd mainly be cults and so forth that are doing it though, because they want to have a reason for people to follow them. I don't know why they would follow. Wouldn't you just go away and have a holiday? But wouldn't it be better to say on this date, if you're a member of this group, you know everything's gonna, you know, be coming up roses. Not we're all gonna die. Or maybe the dying is so you'll do what I want now because you're going to be dead in two weeks anyway. Maybe. Or maybe they're saying that they're going to actually take them away to a better place. Mm. If you accept me as your one full saviour, um, maybe it's a case of... We'll go know, to the Gold Coast. We'll, we'll go to the <laughs> Gold Coast. <laughs> the Goldie. Maybe, maybe that wasn't Get what wrecked. I was thinking of. <laughs> But you know, you never know. Maybe Gold Coast is the great place. Could be the Goldie, <laughs> but not on Schoolies Week. No, there's and nothing good about the Gold Coast on oh, Schoolies no Week. No one wants that. It's just horrendous. It is. <sighs> I wish we had gone to the Gold Coast for Schoolies Week, though. Well, I know that I wouldn't have fallen off one of the um, balconies, freaking balconies, because I wouldn't have been up that high. <laughs> no, I would no. have been okay. You checked in. Have you yep. got anything on the first floor? <laughs> <laughs> that would have been it. What did you do at the end of grade ten or twelve? Um, did it you was grade, It was actually grade ten for us. Yeah. Um, I, I, um, was there a trip? No. Well, if there was, Barbie at Howie's. If place? there was, we couldn't afford it. I mean, no. But, um, all I know is that I got on my BMX or my roads or whatever the fuck it was mm. with my cask of Tropicana. Yeah, boy. And I rode out on the old South Road or the old highway, old Bass Highway. The old Bass Highway. Oh, it's a, it's a, Preservation it's, Bay? Uh, no, no. It's in, what's the one that actually goes out to Alverson? The old highway? Coast the old, Road. The old Coast Road. Old Coast Road. Wasn't that an old highway once though? Way back or not? Oh, Maybe not. Back when Daryl was a boy. Maybe. Like, back, back when Stonehenge was a thought. Exactly. Yeah. Um, anyway, so out there. When the piggery um, was there. There was a, a party happening in a barn up on the hill. Of course there was. You know, that was our Goldie. That was, that was your was Goldie. That was our schoolies. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. It's so exciting. I'd, I'd like to say that that's tragic, but it's a lot more than what I did. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it wasn't tragic at the time, though, because 
I mean, when I finished school, and you f- when we're only a year or so, what, a year apart at school? Uh, two. Two, there you go. Because you um, finished in... 88. 88, yeah, and I finished in 90. Yeah, so Time back then, though, um, the whole big schoolies things and big trips, it wasn't really a thing, I don't believe. Not in Australia. Mm. I think they've been doing spring break or, you know, that sort of in thing. In the States, and that. In the States, it's been a thing, but... Um, yeah. yeah. So, no, nothing too exciting. I thought it was exciting. It was fun. Exactly. I was drinking a cask of Tropicana. <laughs> Got smashed through up and fell asleep in the barn. No wonder I didn't lose my virginity for a few years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because it's true. <laughs> I can't imagine why that happened. No, it's... me neither. Like, it's beyond me. <laughs> it's oblivious. <laughs> we were so hip to the groove. Hello, ladies. Want a drink? Get my Tropicana. I've got a boxy. Yeah. I'm a spoon <laughs> after my goon. You can use it as a pillow. <laughs> so you've got a cushion oh, for the cushion. Oh, wow. You went there. <laughs> she didn't. No. Um, no, that just didn't happen. <laughs> You're a girl. <laughs> I did see something, though. There was... um. Speaking of parties, they've actually brought out a 99-can block of beer. Oh, shit. Apparently this has been around for a little while, but it's just kind of... That's got to be the Americas. Yeah, it is Americas. Yeah. Yeah, 99 cans. It's like one big block. They're just strapped carton to carton to carton. It's pretty like it's a big, long carton. Yeah. But how do you carry 99 beers? Uh, You put it on a wall. (laughs) But you're going to have to... (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. Put it on a wall. Yeah. Um, You'd need a few blokes. So in other words, what we would never, we would never have bought it because um, need a ute. we would have friends. Um, <laughs> yeah, you'd normally need to put it on your roof rack, and then would you want to do that? Because you'd be too scared it might come off. You'd have to have a ute. You'd have to put it in a tray. Imagine how big the esky has to be. <laughs> <laughs> you walk into the local servo. Can I have three hundred bags of ice? <laughs> <laughs> Just get a heap of bloody um, like cattle feeding troughs. Exactly. Put them together and then fill it up with ice. It'd be That's... fantastic. That would have worked at the barn, wouldn't it? Jeez, if I mention that, kind of 99 crate of beer on my BMX. <laughs> on, the, on the shoulder. On the shoulder. <laughs> Looks like I'm jousting. And on the other shoulder is 400 packets of Winnie Reds. Oh. God, that's how heavy to be, too. It wouldn't be light. Do you even lift, bro? Oh. No, I was impressed when I saw it, though. It's pretty funny. But the yeah. Americas really ha- ha- are the innovators when it comes to packaging a beer. <laughs> I don't know if innovators is the right word. Well, but... they're the ones who came up with the nine-pack. True. You know, and, we, and people get there and go, well, why would you want a nine-pack of beer? Because there's 18 holes in a golf course. <laughs> you need one for the front nine, one for the back nine. And that is exactly why they made it, to be sold exclusively at golf courses, <laughs> the nine-pack. Why not? Could you imagine trying to play golf after nine beers? That's actually fair. Well, it's not after nine beers that's a problem. It's after nine beers in nine holes that is a problem. I don't think you have to accept the challenge of doing it a beer a hole. You could probably do it over two. Okay, right. Like, that's a reasonable effort, but so even one, so. one for every two holes. Yeah, I could handle that. Could you? But we used to go and play. We used to go on a chicken run and we'd knock over half a dozen stubbies on the way around or half a dozen cans. Yeah. That's over nine holes. Fair enough. So, but, was, but you went out there with the, that, went, things on the ninth. You went for a bit of intent, though. Yeah, true. like it wasn't a case of one a casual beer. It's like we got six beers, we got nine holes. Yeah, let's get none this of done. these are coming back alive. Yeah. <laughs> and you've no got, survivors. No, <laughs> two men enters, one man leave. 
And you yeah. and you did you go hard for the first three just to really just smash them out? Yeah, the first ones always go harder. Yeah, or go quicker. Well, you just knock that over before you tee off. Yeah. Well, you finish work like you you basically open one on the first. By the time you've pretty much got to your first shot, yeah. Want to say it's in your first fairway shot? Yes. Um, the first one's gone. Done. You've crushed that like you're the Incredible Hulk. Well, if you're smart, you finish it before you leave the tee box, so you can use the bin. <laughs> See, that'd be perfect. Yeah, that's yeah. what you do. No, drinking my golfing. It's definitely the go. I've never done it. As long as you're not driving after golfing, that's the difference. Can you get caught drink driving a golf cart? Yeah, I think so. Even you're in, it's not you're a registered in, well, you're in control of a moving vehicle. But it's not a registered roadway. Yeah, it's like, it's like going to mow your lawns when you're tanked. I did see a video actually, <laughs> it was, and it was a, it was just a uh, collection of mm. golf cart smashes and crashes. Oh yes, some of them are horrendous. Yeah, I've been involved in one of those. <laughs> <laughs> People are mad. Yeah, you hit a golf if you run a golf cart into, into a, a power pole. pole. A power pole, yeah, mm, yeah true. But some quick. of these people they were doing on purpose trying to be smart asses. Yeah. And you're looking at it thinking, oh, dude, how did you think that was going to end other than badly? Other than badly, <laughs> yes. But anyway, no, look, I wouldn't um, I wouldn't drive on drunk. I don't think it'd be a smart move. No, I think mm, I might have done it once. What, Back drunk? in the day. Drive drunk Jeez. once. Yeah. Scared the shit out of me. Mm, yeah. Don't be, ba- don't be bad kids. Don't no. be silly. Learn from everyone else's mistakes. Unfortunately, we don't. Um, now, question for you. Yes. You are musical and you are an axe man, guitar mm. player. An axe, I don't know if I call myself an axe man, but no, we'll go with it. Have a guess how much Kurt Cobain's guitar oh, shit. that he played on MTV's Unplugged. Right, so every if you grew up and you were around in the nineties, everyone knew Nirvana's MTV Unplugged. Oh, set. You're definitely aware of it. It's like, impossible to miss it. Yeah, have a guess how much one of the South Road Boys' good friends paid for it. And when I say what? good friends, Peter Freeman. Do you know who Peter is? Of course you don't. No. He's the founder of Road Microphones in Australia. Oh, really? Yeah, Pete. Okay, well, no wonder. I mean, he'd know about us. Exactly. We so, use Rode microphones. I called him Peter and I thought that'd throw you. Yeah, yeah Pete. Yeah, no, Pete, yeah. Um, so he's bought the guitar. Oh, it would have been yes. one of the guitars. It wouldn't have only been one, I assume. No, the 1959 Martin D18 guitar. So he just used one guitar for the whole gig? No, it was only one session, yeah. Yeah, I know, but I mean, just in this day and age, when you send any guitars people use, yeah, true, they've got not. a guitar for three. They've they got one song. They change the guitars mid-song. True. Because it's got a bit of a different sound, Joe. Anyway, 1993, yeah. have a guess how much Pete paid for it. Honestly, I have no idea. So I'm just going to have to pull something out of the, the bag. Mm. For an acoustic guitar. For an acoustic guitar. Look, I'm going to throw in and say $2.7 million. Mm. I'd probably go a bit higher if I was A bit higher. Um, 22.7 million. Ooh, a lot lower. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, about 10 mil. 8.8. 8.8 million. million dollars. Wow. Or 6 million US. 8.8 million dollars. And you know how they called the auction? They said, you know, whoever wanted to go, I just said, come as you are. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Pete, Pete, Pete's wife goes, oh, I don't know whether I want to go. And he goes, oh, never mind. <laughs> yes, Joe. Yeah, <you're> t- 
<laughs> did he really buy a guitar or did you just set up a joke? No, no, that was actually right, okay, right. a real news article and okay. I'm trying to wangle in yeah. a couple of Nirvana no, jokes. No, no, while good. I, I like yeah. the, the attempt there. I'm trying. Yeah. Um, I'm trying. Yeah. <laughs> was it tuned in? Was it all right? Uh, I hope so. Is it that price? Imagine that. You get it and it's out of tune. <laughs> it's like, oh, no. <laughs> it's like, oh, really? This doesn't sound like Nirvana. <laughs> <laughs> I want the one that sounds like Nirvana. That's why you got it. Exactly. But um, anyway, he's dead. He is. Mm. Mm. You know what that means? It means that today, the 22nd of June, <laughs> is <laughs> Onion Ring Day. <laughs> it doesn't. But I thought I had to throw it in because I know what's coming up. That's the most ridiculous segue you've ever done. Ever. It really is. There's no, not even a segue. It was so ham-fisted. I do love well, onion rings, though. Yeah, no, that's that's different. Mm. Um, so just to, to jump into things, because um, this is a good segue. It is a good segue. It's a wrestling segue, though. Oh, oh, I love a wrestling segue. Yeah. Um, the Undertaker is retired. He's announced his retirement. Has he? Hmm. Really, really retired? Apparently, yes. Well, I reckon he's in his late fifties, fifty-eight to sixty. Is that how old he is? Oh, jeez. I don't have, have an article, to be, wouldn't he? Yeah. I'm not actually sure how old he is, but I will tell you what, he's not a young man anymore. He is not a young. There's man. no doubt about that. No worries about that and at I all. I think he was for WrestleMania. That was the event because he was undefeated for something like twenty. Of the WrestleMania, he was just a great character, though. Really, really was a dead man walking. Um, and I still remember when, um, I think I've even mentioned it. He was supposed to come out to Limp Biscuits, just keep rolling, mm, rolling, yep. rolling, and they had the whole thing where the girl died at the concert, and so he was going up against Triple H, and they had Lemmy from Motorhead play instead. But just he used to come out on motorbikes and stuff like that. He hasn't done as much wrestling. In the last few years, as as normal, but has always been there as a, you know, it's WrestleMania. He is going to be a not main main event, but yeah, I actually watched a thing on uh, the Undertaker. Well, it was it was reasonably recently where he was taking on someone at WrestleMania, and they played the very gothic style entrance music. Uh, like the death march, yep. and the whole place goes dark and there's smoke everywhere and he comes out and all of a sudden you just see these line of coffins and each coffin has got <laughs> the number WrestleMania and it's got the person that he defeated. Oh, really? Yep. And then oh. he gets to the last one and it's whoever is who's facing there and that number WrestleMania and he just walks up and closes the lid on it and then comes into the ring. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> that is so impressive. good. Um, 55 he is. 55, oh, there you go. He's I'm, younger than I expected. Yeah, but the years have not been kind. I mean, he has put his body through some amazing stuff. He's a big man, though. He's, he's two point, a bit over two metres high. What, six, six foot ten? Six ten. Far out. That's massive. That's a tall man. You throw that big black coat on, too. Mm-hmm. That's slim. And the hat. That's going to make him longer. <laughs> and the hat on top of that. Mind you, his hair was one of the first things to go. Yeah. Yeah, male pattern baldness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's a, um, if you actually have a look at some photos, he's an ugly man. He's not attractive. And, no. I, and the neck tattoos and, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but he, he's probably one of part of one of the, my, one of my favorite moments where he took on Mick Foley in Hell in a Cell. And it's still one of the wrestling things that people talk about. Him and Mick Foley ended up 
on top of the cage of Hell in a Cell. And he choke slams Mick Foley through the top of the cage onto the mat. Mick Foley gets up and one of his tooth has come out and is in his nose. <laughs> like <laughs> fucking random. But it's just brutal. Yeah. So if you can imagine Mick Foley is two meters high on top of the three meters high for the cage. Yep. That's a long way to be slammed. Yep. Yeah. Mick so, Foley. Yeah, for those who think wrestling isn't real kids can still hurt. <laughs> the outcome of the match may be predetermined, but everything that happens inside it is physically insane. Yep. Is probably the best. I thing. wouldn't do it. No. No. No, you would not. <laughs> no, definitely wouldn't do it. I could probably be more like a Jimmy Hart, the lippy bloke on a megaphone just yelling at everyone <laughs> around the outside of the, of the ring. I, I could commentate. Wouldn't worry me. Color could definitely do that. Yep, ringside. Yep. Wouldn't be fighting, though. New special guest referee. Yeah. They take a bump every now and then. Oh, see, yeah, but that's cool. Yeah, just a small bump. Yeah, could take nudge. a small bump. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> just a the tip. One. Just a tip. <laughs> Speaking of dead man walking, yep, I think time. it's time. Yeah, we'd better do it. Celebrity Deadpool News. All right, welcome to Celebrity Deadpool twenty twenty news. Oh my goodness, Troy Barnes. Can I just say? Yes. Breaking news. Because <laughs> I can say breaking news. It's not an update. It's breaking news, Joe. <laughs> So, for those who don't know, since you and I have spoken last, we have had three deaths. A plethora of deaths. A plethora of deaths. <laughs> Actually, no, we've had more than three deaths. We have had multiple, multiple, multiple deaths. One death, that person's still thinking it should count. Guess what? <laughs> it's a fucking cat. It doesn't count. I guess they even think that... The title, the title of the Daily Mail said, street cat named Bob died after being hit by a car, says ex-heroin addict owner of Ginger Tom, <laughs> whose exploits were turned around or turned into a best-selling book, but mystery surrounds who's to blame. I mean, it's a cat. I mean, I love animals. Yes. It's a cat, though. I mean, yeah. if this had been a wombat, I can understand the extremity of it, but- I just think it sounds like an episode of Home and Away. Did you did you see the uh, headline from the Times? No, I did not. Ninth life over for for oh. James Bowden's Bob the Cat, <laughs> star of Streetcar and Stage and Screen. Yeah, so um, I just look. We couldn't accept an animal. We couldn't accept an animal, no. and also. Not many people are going to be, you know, death by being run over, being <laughs> fucking get. Well, and also you know, right. average age means that Bob the Street Cat would have just been unfair to all comers. Exactly. And look, um, points to Amber. Big points. Who, who came in and said, "Look, can we have animals in this?" No. Of which I said, "Nah, fuck off." Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but who? <laughs> <sighs> Anyway, so Bob the Street Cat yeah. is dead, Look, run um, over. Yeah, rest in peace, Bob Sus. the Street Cat. Got hit by peace. Oh. <laughs> Do you reckon his owner, James, was there going, I, I didn't run him over. <laughs> Has anyone got a spork? <laughs> I'm not going to do that again. Do you reckon he's back on the heroin now? Do you reckon oh, that was the thing that kind of just threw put him, him over off the, the edge? Wagon? Yeah, yeah, it would. But we did have two deaths. Yeah, real deaths. Real, Human true deaths. deaths. Now, 
we're not going to try and make fun of it because um, someone's lost their life. But. <laughs> but. but. <laughs> it's like, I'm not, I'm not racist. But. My phone exploded when one of the celebrities died with roadies and other people in my world going, did you know Vera Lynn died? <laughs> there was just too many people who were And then you just gone, Dame Vera Lynn, thank you That's very exactly much. That's exactly what I did. Did you really? Every single person oh, well. who messaged me went, did you know Vera Lynn died? We're in the Commonwealth. That's Dame Vera Lynn. <laughs> Not surprised you would do that too. Well, you know, she's earned the title. So uh, let's do a bit of a thing on. Gonna, look, you love our Vera. I do. You really do. Well, you did. I um, did. I really did. So I'm, I'm really going to let you cover a few things here because she meant nothing to me. <laughs> um, I'm even to the point. I mean, her big, her big song, We'll Meet Again, right? Her big song. Yes. Didn't even hit the top 20. I mean, it's just that big song that everyone knows. Yes. Um, only just got out of the top 30. Like, it's just... It wasn't even a big hit. So, look, just move on. Oh, you're giving... Are you throwing shade at her already? Move on. Do you know... Well, hang on. Dame Vera Lynn um, actually had... Was the oldest person to have a UK number one hit album. Not even Dolly has done that? No, not even Dolly. <laughs> so, for those people who don't know, Dame Vera Lynn, um, who did receive her OBE, was born... 20th of March, 1917, and passed away at the very young age of 103. She was born in the year of the Spanish flu. Yeah. Fuck, so you can... You she did right there. She's a strong woman. Bloody oath, didn't they? <laughs> crowd through that. Yeah, exactly. So she did the Second Year, uh, second year War, the Second World War, and that's where she came to prominence. Um, and she was crowned as, what was that called? The Forces Sweethearts. So basically, they, she was one of the women who went off to entertain the troops. She was like the the Pamela Anderson of the time. That's exactly what she yeah, was. She was a she pinup was just, girl. She really was. I mean, I don't mean that in a bad way. No, I no, mean the, not the, at all. the boys at war. They, they just loved the fact that there was a nice lady. Exactly. And she would sing, and maybe there was a chance that there was a nice wartime poster that might be in their barracks or a wristy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's a long, it's a long haul back from the front. <laughs> Anyway, um, so she did heaps of stuff, but her album, um, what was it called? It was called Vera Lynn 100, um, was at number three, making her the first Centurion performer to have a top ten album in the charts. How fucking cool is that? So she was over 100. Yes. And she had a top ten album. Correct. I mean, it wasn't stuff that she recorded when she was 100. No, obviously. <laughs> it's a, like a greatest hits pretty yeah, much, well, I assume. Viral in 100. Kind yeah, of, I mean, it's in the title. They're not burying the lead there. I mean, what was actually... Well, oh, jeez, I've just looked at the album title. My God. Uh, in um, 2014, she released a collection of Vera Lynn, The National Treasure, in 2017, and then re-released uh, Vera Lynn 100, a compilation album of hits to commemorate her centenary. It was number three hit, making her the first centurion to make a top ten Fantastic. Album. Didn't write one of them. Yep. No worries. Oh, that's just a bit harsh. Over a hundred years, didn't write one song. Didn't write one fucking song. Oh, <laughs> unbelievable. Vera, uh, what were you doing? I, the, Surely you could have even made an attempt. <laughs> just I mean, write one song. Just a ditty. Just something. Just anything. 
Um, Didn't it, out of all the hits too, not one person mm. actually wrote more than one song for her. So obviously she was, she was hard to get along with. <laughs> she, yeah. was, she was a diva. Yeah. <laughs> um, but she's, you know, she's appeared, she's done countless Royal Command performances. And here's the thing, she did charity work for cerebral, for a cerebral palsy I did see charity. That. But the thing, I, there's something about the name of this charity that I just, I find it difficult. I know it's probably a technical or a medical term that was appropriate when it first came out, but the STARS Organisation for Spastics. Mm. Yeah, it sounds a bit weird now, it, doesn't it? That word's still got a negative connotation. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, she was one of the ones who was, I suppose, just traipsed around during the wartime and post-war and, you know, giving boys at the front a, a bit of hope and entertaining mm. the troops. And she also received a, a, an award from Burma because she, she was actually on the front line with the troops, you know, obviously not with a rifle in yeah. hand, but she was still in, you know, danger and she received the Burma medal. That's impressive. Yeah. I just noticed that her big album, The 100... The 100. But, but, uh, it actually hit number three. Yes. Uh, but Ed Sheeran actually stopped from the number one. Fucking bangers. Um, the other one, it's interesting looking at the song titles that were there. Yes. Um, we got We'll Meet Again, which we know that. I mean, that was a top 30 hit. Um, <laughs> at best. <laughs> but the one interesting one I find, number 10, I'm Forever Blowing Bubbles. Now, I didn't even realise that she knew Michael Jackson's Jackson. chimp. Um, <laughs> but, you know, that's... I'm forever... <laughs> was that really not a Michael... Yeah. I'm Forever Blowing Bubbles. <laughs> Um, what else did she do that was I bet, made... I bet that chimp would be on the Deadpool list by now. I reckon. That would have been gone long ago. Mm. But was not a big fan of pigeon racing. Really? Was not. No, in 2013 she joined that's Peter. A, that surprises campaign me. Campaign <laughs> against pigeon racing, stating the sport was utterly cruel. What about I pigeon mean, hitting with your car? Exactly. Well, I'm just thinking, how do you reckon they communicated during the war? Homing pigeons, for fuck's sake. Vera? And no. she had the, the hits with, you know, the White Cliffs of Dover and all that kind of stuff. There's no homie pigeons. Instead, they sent a raven. <laughs> send a raven! <laughs> I tell you what, maybe, maybe, that's why one, maybe that's why the English won the war. They didn't have ravens, which is what the Germans were using. They used pigeons and pigeons won the war. Yeah. Don't pigeons just keep coming back, though. <laughs> <laughs> like, send off, send it. It's like, oh, yes. fuck, he's back again. <laughs> Someone get a raven. What do you mean we're going to have ravens? Oh. The ravens don't come back. But at least they get to where we need them. Go, yeah, but we can't use them again. Exactly. Oh, this war's fucked. This war's, <laughs> this war's fucked. Um, and she also recorded at Abbey Road, same place as the Beatles. That's pretty cool. That is very cool. I'll give her that one. Hmm. But we did have another death as well. We did have another death. Which is one that slipped through to the keeper. Exactly. Yeah. So once again, roadies, this just reiterates that... It is your responsibility because you can't put your faith in Troy and I for this. No. Like, I no. wouldn't. Troy doesn't. Why would you do it? We are not going to be monitoring your Deadpool list to see whether or not you had a death. <laughs> is that clear enough, do you reckon? Yes, that's exactly right. So, um, uh, Anna Glenn. Mm. Uh, Kneecaster. <laughs> when I say Kneecaster, didn't break a leg. <laughs> Caster was her maiden name. Yeah. <laughs> not an attractive woman. No, really not. <laughs> Actually, um, I don't know if anyone's seen the episode of uh, X-Files called Home. I think it was episode two in maybe season six or something, hmm. uh, in which they've got this um, 
inbred family, like real southern family, and they killing the locals and all the rest. Yeah, and mum's got. I don't think mum's got any legs or anything, and mm. and um, and she's kept in a little sliding drawer under the bed, and it's really bizarre. And the sons have sex with her, and that's why the the kids are all just oh. completely disabled and just all screwed up. It's a, it's actually a. Um, the episode, I believe, was banned from television for quite a while, so it was actually really messed up, but oh, a great episode. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> that like, speaks um, more about you yeah. than perhaps it's, it's the TV show. A, it's even has a babe <laughs> reference in there, which is really funny. La, um, la, la, la. <laughs> so she actually looks like the mum out of that episode. This photo wow. I'm looking at, the Wikipedia photo, was fucking frightening. Yes. But anyway, um, but she was the wife of uh, astronaut John Glenn. Who, who no one knows. Well, not really. I mean, I'm I don't sure, know. I don't know how sure the Glenn family do, but that's about it. I don't know how this person was even, even actually picked in a Deadpool list. To be honest, <laughs> um, I don't. I mean, she was obviously a celebrity when yes. you search for her. But why pick her? That's a weird one. Most you saying that I'm thinking about when she got married. She why pick her? I mean, she's a <laughs> strange soul. But she was apparently an amazing woman. Mm-hmm. I and mean, John Glenn actually did a right. He circled the Earth three times. Oh, there you he go. He went into space. A couple of laps. Yeah, he did and it right. it's funny because- Three when, times, though. Wouldn't you want to go either two or four? Well, like, that'll throw me up. No, it's a chef thing. A chef thing? Yeah, if you go to okay. a restaurant, you'll find that, like, if you get meatballs or you get, um, you know, individual items on your plate, most chefs will give you three or five. You won't get two or four. Really? They go the odd. That Apparently is Apparently, it looks more visually pleasing on a plate. Well, I don't know go. why. Hmm. But, um- so Anna also was a um, a famous stutterer as well. Well, the thing is, here's the, the hmm. first thing. She got fame because she was an astronaut's wife and she was an astro wag. <laughs> so Especially they, back then. I mean, that would have been a huge deal. Well, that was a marketer's wet dream hmm. because... in the 60s, I mean, it was a different era. Hmm. Like, women were normally famous by who they were married to. Yes. It was a completely different era. Well, a lot of women were it was an era for their jobs. After Vera. <laughs> An era after Vera. A post-Vera era. <laughs> <laughs> and, and this woman was a steerer for a new era. Oh, I Post-Vera. Post-Vera. Mm. Mm. Couldn't uh, make it any clearer. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. the, she was part of the Astronauts Wives Club. And I read an article where they had- Was that a movie or a TV series? I can't remember. I think they portrayed them in a movie. Yep. Um, And what happened was the astronauts got their brand new- Because I think the mad men of the world, you know, the the people who were doing all the advertisements and all that kind of stuff, or advertisements, um, were very much- People are enamoured with space. And we've got these astronauts and space is sexy. You know, we're going to the moon. It's pre- Pre actually hitting the moon, but yeah. You're like this, the space race so is 63. on. Sixty three, so six years prior to the moon landing. Yeah, but so everyone's really enamoured. Like this is we're moving towards the the new the new century, and and space is sexy, and we're going to land on the moon, and we're going to beat those Ruskies. This is before Toy Story, exactly. Mm. No bars then. No. Um, and so whilst the astronauts were amazingly popular and and they gave them all the, you know, the smoking these cigarettes so everyone wanted to smoke those cigarettes. They were driving this type of car so everyone wanted to do this. They made the wives club, the astronauts wives club, drive the the woodies, the the station wagon with the wood panelling on the the sides. Iconic that that time. Because they wanted the middle-class white American women to be driving the same thing. 
to the point where there was a photo taken of the the, the astronauts' wives' club, and they went in and hand touched the shade of lipstick, so they're all wearing a different shade of red <laughs> on the lipstick, so they could sell it. Oh, oh, oh. Um, yeah, it was just a, marketing even back then. It was called Patriotic Red. Was the Patriotic lipstick. Red? Yeah. So the original magazine was published. The red lipstick became a fad, um, and was yeah. And the lip colour was changed to represent the new vibrant period in American history. It's really interesting on the um, on the wiki page for uh, Anne Glenn. Mm. Which, by the, the way, Rodies, that's all we're looking at. Uh, exactly right. Look, I didn't even know who she was. No. Um, did reach the prime age of 100, though, so pretty impressive there. Winning. Um, but there's a photo of her and her husband. It's just got the Glens in 2012. Mm. Um, it sounds like they're just portraying a really bad country act. Like oh, uh, the, yeah. Gl- the Glens. <laughs> oh. Like, oh, yeah, that's what they had a hit back in 1953, didn't they? <laughs> Fantastic to hear from them again. I wonder today, <laughs> true to hell's muggy. <laughs> Yeah, the Glens. But um True to Glen. And she here's, here's the actual sad part of though, um, mm. is the fact that um she was our first COVID on Deadpool. Yeah, which is so, really sad. In saying that, look, it was complications of COVID nineteen. Mm. Um but she was over a hundred too, so Yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe there was a few other health issues there called age. Exactly. And the other thing is there is a conspiracy theory that in order to reaffirm the stance that some governments are taking on restrictions or things changing in the world due to COVID-19, maybe even if someone died of something else, if they've found something, they might be making up that it was COVID-19. In fact, it was a knife through the chest, you know. (laughs) But they had a cold. But they had a cold. Anyway, one of her big yeah. claims to fame was she cashed in on her celebrity status as an astro wag. Astro wag. Astro wag. Um, she had a really bad stutter, and I can tell you, you have no idea how hard it is for me to do this without doing the fake stutter because I don't want to mock her. Right. Um, but she have a guess the coffee. <laughs> Terrible Muriel. That was good though. It was. Um, Yeah, she received an award from the American Speech and Hearing Association. Basically, she was a champion for that cause. Um, And a lot of people who have hearing and speech impediments owe a lot of gratitude to her because she did all the charity work for them and used her celebrity status to raise money and awareness for people who are afflicted with that. That is pretty awesome. It is pretty awesome. But mind you, do, do you remember, and you may not, I think... In 1988 or 89, I tried on developing a stutter. <laughs> you tried to do it. Well, yeah, because I, I don't know why. I just thought it was a thing that maybe would make me more endearing to others. And I mispronounced words <laughs> based on a character from EastEnders. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Joe Mayler. Like, I mean, I know that there was the time when I did breakdancing, but then there was this girl we went to the school, her name was Michelle, but I called her Michelle <laughs> because there was a character in EastEnders who called another person Michelle and I thought that was a thing and that person had a slight, you know, sort of, and I I started to try and adopt it to try and make myself seem a bit cool. It never took off. I love you, man. <laughs> but, but you just concerned me. It was just a weird thing and it only... 
only after reading about um, the Gleans, <laughs> Annie, after only reading about Amy, I went, oh, shit, I did that for a while. <laughs> And it's really embarrassing. And I didn't know whether I was going to tell you or not. And I thought, yeah, I better, I should. I'm, I'm just going to say, and, and I think it's a perfect way to finish this episode, mm. is that there are moments when I say certain things and do certain things where I think, oh, I'm the really weird mental one in our twosome. Yes. And then you tell me something like that. And I think, <laughs> nah, I'm all right. <laughs> I'm going good. I'm going okay. <laughs> oh. I'm winning. Winning. Yeah, I don't know why I decided that, that was going to be a thing that I was going to do. I just does anyone? It's like trying to feign an injury to get a little bit of sympathy. Yeah, it's a bit of Munchausen's, you know, where people go to get the sympathy and get the oh, you know, your poor thing. I don't know why I decided that that was a thing, and I, I haven't thought about that since like. In over 30 years. When and then I was reading up about Annie and I just yep. went, I did that for a while. And I don't know whether or not anyone actually remembered or whether or not anyone picked up. I don't know why anyone would want to remember it. <laughs> I don't know why anyone would want to they do probably, it. They probably didn't pick up on it because they couldn't understand what you were saying. Exactly. Mumbles made uh, Could I just point out the stutter rap mate came out in 1988? <laughs> Maybe that's what it was. <laughs> No one's ever seen what I mean from the age of oh, nine and the thirteen. Morris Minor and the Majors. Oh, good times. Oh, right, uh, let's good leave times. on that. That's right. a good memory. Now that is go back and have a listen to that, kids. If you haven't listened to that one before, exactly. So now, roadies, big big news. Celebrity Deadpool twenty twenty. You have two days from when you listen to this, where uh, the gates will be open. For Trade Week. Yep. So the first day of July is two days away from when you're listening to this. Unless, of course, you're listening to it after the date's released and timey-wimey. Bad luck you missed out. Exactly. So you have two days to come up with five celebrities that are on your list that you wish to swap out. Um, all the usual rules apply, but uh, we will be opening that up and we are looking forward to your trades. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Mm. I, I, I hope there's someone that trades something. And then that person dies, and we just go. Exactly. <laughs> oh, and the other thing we didn't mention—not to the person who dies in their family, the, pers- the person exactly. who did the celebrity apple list. Bit of news: we're not going to give away who is currently winning, but there is now currently a four-way tie for the lead. Oh my god! I know. Now the rules, as we have stated previously, is if we end up with a four-way tie, or a five-way tie, or a two-way tie, it is the average age of the deaths on your list. Yep. If it cannot be decided by the average age of the deaths on your list, it will go to the average age of your list in its entirety. Yep. I can tell you, Mr. Barnes. <laughs> you're, you're in the four-way lead. I am you? in the four-way lead. Which I'm very excited for you. I know very you are. Very excited. Yep. Can I tell you, though, I've had two deaths. Yeah, I know. It's fantastic. And the average age yep. of my deaths yep. is 103. <laughs> <laughs> Kirk Douglas and Vera Lynn both made the 103 Club, and that was it. So I can guarantee out of the uh, four-way tie leaders, I am you are fourth, I e- would assume. Equal third. Equal third. <laughs> equal third. Right, eh? <laughs> um, equal third. There is another roadie out there who does have the same average age as me. 
So we would be going on count back of our list. Equal third. Um, good. Yeah. Top three. Well done. Top three. Top three. Good job. Bronze. Right. <laughs> I made so, yeah. the podium. So get your trades in. Yeah. Uh, it's a very exciting time. We will be actually starting to put a little bit of that on the Facebook page or if you're part of our Deadpool Facebook group. Yes. Because we didn't want to throw the Deadpool stuff on our page everywhere to those who weren't playing. Mm, some people think it's a bit more. Yeah, apparently. I don't know why. What? Yeah. So um, we'll start doing that, but it should be fun to see what comes out of trade period. First time we've ever done trade period. Exactly. Brand new concept. Oh, my God. We're so far ahead of the curve. Bang. Anyway, on that, I'm Joe. I'm Troy. And we are the South Road Boys. We certainly are.